In the visitations of the heralds, the Gibbons are frequently mentioned. They held the rank of Esquire, in an age when that title was less promiscuously assumed. One of them, in the reign of Queen Elizabeth, was captain of the militia of Kent, and a free school in the neighbouring town of Benenden proclaims the charity and opulence of its founder. But time, or their own obscurity, has cast a veil of oblivion over the virtues and vices of my Kentish ancestors. Their character or station confined them to the labours and pleasures of a rural life, nor is it in my power to follow the advice of the poet in an inquiry after a name. Go, search it there, where to be born and die of rich and poor makes all the history." Pope, Moral Essays. So recent is the institution of our parish registers. In the beginning of the seventeenth century, a younger branch of the Gibbons of Rolvenden migrated from the country to the city, and from this branch I do not blush to descend. The law requires some abilities, the church imposes some restraints, and before our army and navy, our civil establishments and India empire had opened so many paths of fortune, the mercantile profession was more frequently chosen by youths of a liberal race and education who aspired to create their own independence. Our most respectable families have not disdained the counting-house or even the shop. Their names are enrolled in the livery and companies of London, and in England, as well as in the Italian commonwealths, heralds have been compelled to declare that gentility is not degraded by the exercise of trade. The armorial ensigns, which in the times of chivalry adorned the crest and shield of the soldier, are now become an empty decoration, which every man who has money to build a carriage may paint according to his fancy on the panels. My family arms are the same which were borne by the Gibbons of Kent in an age when the College of Heralds religiously guarded the distinctions of blood and name. A lion rampant gardant between three scallop shells argent on a field azure. I should not, however, have been tempted to blazon my coat of arms were it not connected with a whimsical anecdote. About the reign of James I, the three harmless scallop shells were changed by Edmund Gibbon Esquire into three ogresses, or female cannibals, with a design of stigmatizing three ladies, his kinswomen, who had provoked him by an unjust lawsuit. But this singular mode of revenge, for which he obtained the sanction of Sir William Seagar, king at arms, soon expired with its author and on his own monument in the temple church the monsters vanish, and three scallop-shells resume their proper and hereditary place. Our alliances by marriage it is not disgraceful to mention. The chief honour of my ancestry is James Fiennes, Baron Say and Seal, and Lord High Treasurer of England in the reign of Henry the Sixth from whom, by the Phillips, the Wetnells, and the Cromers, I am lineally descended in the eleventh degree. His dismission and imprisonment in the Tower were insufficient to appease the popular clamour, and the treasurer, with his son-in-law Cromer, was beheaded, 1450, after a mock trial by the Kentish insurgents. The black list of his offences, as it is exhibited in Shakespeare, displays the ignorance and envy of a plebeian tyrant. Besides the vague reproaches of selling Maine and Normandy to the Dauphin, 
The treasurer is specially accused of luxury for riding on a footcloth, and of treason for speaking French, the language of our enemies. Thou hast most traitorously corrupted the youth of the realm, says Jack Cade to the unfortunate lord, in erecting a grammar school, and whereas before our forefathers had no other books than the score and the tally, thou hast caused printing to be used, and contrary to the king, his crown and dignity, thou hast built a paper mill. It will be proved to thy face that thou hast men about thee who usually talk of a noun and a verb, and such abominable words as no Christian ear can endure to hear. Second Henry VI, 4-7 Our dramatic poet is generally more attentive to character than to history, and I much fear that the art of printing was not introduced into England till several years after Lord Say's death.